social, social technologies like we see with Facebook and other platforms. The M is for mobile and mobility. And obviously that's exploded and all of us are leading highly mobile computing lives. The third is with analytics and the advanced analytics and the data science that is behind all of this. So how does Netflix really understand what you're looking for, what mood you're in on a Sunday evening? That's through their data science and working through the mountains of big data to make meaning out of that, to make sense out of the noise. And then the C is the cloud that has to host all of these. We saw that several folks were talking about these piece parts of that technology. So some folks would run around and say, oh, everything's moving to the cloud or mobility is the future. And we found that actually to be quite limiting. This architecture, these four pieces fit together like Lego blocks. And it's hard to implement one without the other. So when you go into a corporate environment, corporations have been running their technology in an architecture for about the last 20 years that in tech circles we call client-server, or it's the Wintel, the Windows and Intel architecture, and we glued the internet on top of that. That's been a dominant computing architecture in most corporations for 20 years. But now they need to get smart on this new one and have the SMAC model fit in with the old Wintel model to create these new experiences that firms like Facebook and Amazon have been able to create. Does every company need a Kindle or a fuel band? No. No. We find a code halo has many elements to it. One element in what you're talking about is what we call an amplifier. It's like a dedicated piece of technology. Correct. A special, almost special purpose piece of techn enabling technology. Yeah, exactly. And in some cases you need it, some cases you don't. So there are a lot of cases where you can use what you already have. Mm -hmm. It's the BYOD, bring your own device. So mm -hmm. in many cases, that's already going to be what the consumer has in terms of their iPad, their smartphone, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So retail banks that want to get into this world, they don't have to build a device. The device is already there. We're working with some hospitals where they want to completely transform the stay of the patient. So instead of ringing the bell, asking for the nurse, they can sit in their bed, have their iPad, and just say, I need crushed ice, or I'm in moderate pain, or I need help with XYZ, and really starts to change things. So you can see in those scenarios, the infrastructure is there. But in other cases, particularly in the industrial world, some companies are having to build their own devices. Mm -hmm. A good example is Disney. They've mm -hmm. created the magic band for their parks. So the park can be transformed from this one-to-many experience to a truly curated one-to-one -one experience. So it's a device. It's a wristband that they'll send to you and you wear it when you walk around the park and it helps you with your stay. We're also seeing this with the Internet of Things. Auto manufacturers want to build code halos around the car and around the driver but they have to instrument the car to do that. So they have to get the right technologies to put in the dashboard, to put on the transmission, on the engine, so forth and so on. So it really depends on the case. Sometimes the infrastructure is there, and sometimes firms do have to create their own platform. I think it was either last Sunday or the Sunday before on 60 Minutes, a story came up, and it was one of the stories they're famous for, presenting the deep, dark side of some kind of corporate business undertaking. I think it was the, the story was called Data Brokers. And it leads me to my next question. It sort of painted this picture of the seamy underbelly of you're being watched everywhere you go and people are tracking you and your business on the internet and personal information about you. And I find it interesting that you have a chapter in the book entitled Don't Be Evil. So who or what is evil? You were really getting onto that. Corporations 
and governments now have completely new levels of insight and knowledge on customers and citizens. And we think trust is going to be the currency of this new virtual economy. There's some folks that say, hey, you know, let's stop this. It's all too frightening. Let's go back. I don't think that's the case. That's not going to happen. They managed to get over the creepy hill. The creepy hill is there, and you approach the creepy hill, and it gets creepy. You know what I mean? What do you know about me? How did you find out this about me? But what do I get in return? And you kind of get over that hill. But I think you make a very good case in the book for company who's involved in that for taking that on head on and confronting it and not denying it, but saying it's a part of doing business. It's one of the things you're going to have to be very transparent about and very upfront about. I also thought it was interesting. You give a, a little mini case study in the book where you say, here's a customer, and not only does she want to switch to a competitor or a different credit card or something like that, she wants all of her information that you've ever tracked on her to them. And the reporter in the story...